magical place we could go. So close your eyes and make a wish for the skies with the angriest, flappiest birds and the seas with ridiculous fish. The Dutch Arcade Show is here again. Heck yeah. Do we have anything, we... anything else? Should we get started? We can just start the show show if you wanted. I guess. All right. uh, yeah, just start talking whenever. There's no need to slink anymore. Uh, so did you start recording? Yeah, we've been recording. But the show show recording? It doesn't, fuck, it doesn't fucking matter. It's all the same stuff? Yeah. Okay, well, hey guys. I'm sorry, is, why is this so confusing to you? <laughs> I don't operate well without a slinky noise in my ears to trigger me. Uh, hey guys, what is up? Welcome to the Touch Arcade Show, episode number 543. And um, we were, uh, we tried to record last week and I had some internet issues and got about 20 minutes into something before we had to finally call it due to, uh, due to bad weather, bad internet weather. And, um, and then it turned out that the 20 minutes we did record was like unusably bad. So uh, we just skipped the whole thing last week. But um, here we are this week. And uh, something we talked about last week is that I am on the cusp of getting back into my house. And um, part of the reason we had bad internet last week was that um, my cousin got a new job. It is a remote job. And it requires him to be like on Microsoft Teams throughout the day and i think that was a big kind of we're, we're sharing internet now whereas before we would record because he wouldn't wake up until four in the afternoon and i had oh, all day I, all the internet all to myself but i so, didn't consider uh, as you could have totally called into zoom that would have been funny what yeah so what did you mean by that like on my phone like yeah. call in i don't yeah, even so know i didn't even any can i meeting. do that now and be like dual on the show yeah here i'll paste you the oh, that's uh, what i'm doing right now Oh, so you're huh. calling on your phone? You're not actually on the no, Zoom No, I'm, I'm on my iPad. I'm on my iPad using uh, cellular right now. Now, there's a way to... Um, I don't know. There's you a phone call, number. You well, can call it and like, put in like the meeting ID and stuff. And I'll let you in. Like for a... Oh, like a, um, a con- like old school conference call. Yeah. You know, like if you uh, want to get someone on Zoom that doesn't know how to use yeah. a computer, you're just like, oh. Well, arguably the... Um, the hmm. phone stuff is more complicated because it's not just clicking a link. It's like, yeah. um, you know, dude, like fucking. I've had that. to dial into weird conference calls before. And like, yeah, the whole telephone system of that stuff is very weird. And every every place has like a different one, too. <laughs> There's no yeah. unified standard of how a conference call should work over the phone. Um Okay, so I well, maybe, I, maybe we'll try I that. texted you the or oh, sorry, I pasted the phone number. If you oh. <laughs> for some insane reason decide oh. that you need to call in. Okay, I don't want to try this now. Let's um leave that as a, a backup, a backup plan. I wonder uh, how it would actually sound because um yeah. I feel like like phone quality is although I don't know, it's weird because remember when they did the um uh what iphone was it where they made such a big deal about how they like changed the uh like audio codec they were using for cellular or something like that and like 
when you called, um, I remember when you called like iPhone to iPhone on carriers uh-huh. that supported it, it was like, oh my God, this sounds like weird. It sounds so good. Yeah. You remember that? I feel like it was a long time ago. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. And uh, I don't remember the specifics. <clears throat> it was it was like, I, it was a big deal when carriers started supporting like that new audio protocol or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know. Anywho, I uh, I don't even remember how to use a phone, so I'm not going to even try dialing I in. But purposefully, don't talk to people on the phone. I don't. Well, it's uh, weird too that it's it's like dial by your location, and uh, it doesn't have my location. It has well, it's so all you don't uh, so you don't incur long distance fees. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that is a thing still some places, Isn't right? It? I don't know if you have a landline, do you still pay long distance. I feel like that can't I, be the case. Haven't had a landline in I don't know how long, but a very long time, um, which is interesting. I don't know. You know what's funny is I actually I had like aggressively tries to get you a phone though. Like when you sign up for cable or anything, they're like, oh, oh, sure. uh, Here, here's your here's your phone. You gotta have a phone. You've got to have the triple play. There's a you can't have not have one of the the three prongs of the triple play. Um, Yeah, it's so stupid. And I actually it's funny because I had like I like before we had to move our um electrical panel we moved it to the side of the house so these this is not an issue anymore but before we had like the power coming from the power the telephone line and all the other wires going over our backyard to our house and uh, it always drove me nuts that there were so many wires and then trying to clean the pool you'd always bash into it with like the metal net and sweeper broom pool thing it seemed and, unsafe. Um, it was unsafe and so that's not an issue anymore but uh one of the wires coming down was the telephone wire. And I was like, I'm never going to have a landline ever again. I just like cut it and wrapped it around the pole <laughs> and just forgot about it. And I was like one less wire to look at. It was Yeah. Was at this house, I just, uh, I cut all the phone jacks and just pushed them back into the wall and drywalled them over. And I'm just like, mm. yeah, <laughs> I never going to need this again. I'm going to die Until here. And society I will, collapses. You know, and then, yeah. and then who will be laughing when, the only means of communication is is through uh, telephone lines. Yeah, I, I'm kind of curious. Like, so I wonder um, with her, like, the, you know, the hurricane in Florida and stuff, you know, like a mm-hmm. few cell towers got knocked out. And that was kind of freaky for people because they're uh, like, you know, I can't even get into. I was talking to a friend of mine whose grandparents were down there and they stayed because the original path was projected mm-hmm. to just kind of barely miss them. And they were like, oh, we'll just put the hurricane shelter sh- uh, shutters down. It'll be fine. Yeah. And yeah. then they got like a direct hit, you know, uh, and cell towers yeah. were down. It was like, is grandma are grandma and grandpa still alive like i don't know yeah. like their phones all their phones are just going straight to voicemail and all this stuff yeah um but uh i don't know because you need a satellite phone if you if you had a normal phone would the normal phone still have worked or would it get, have gotten knocked out with the power i don't know you know i guess it really depends like nowadays um like in any i want to say like any development in the last like 20 years all the power lines and all the you know service lines are all underground And Mm -hmm. um, so you don't have like telephone poles anymore. Um, And so that would lead me to believe that uh, something like a hurricane wouldn't knock out a lot of that stuff because it's underground as opposed to like lines being down from from telephone poles. Well, I think I think in the context of hurricanes, it's like knocking out the bigger lines that are feeding those substations that that could be, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I wish, I wish we had underground utilities at our house. Like we were one of the first houses that were built in our neighborhood. And like, that was before they started doing that. So like we stick out as like, Oh, look at those dumb dumbs with a wire going to their house. 
Yeah. Well, we they they've talked about too, like how expensive it is to go back and bury existing lines that mm-hmm. it'll just never be done. <laughs> like a neighborhood well, will have to be raised to the ground for them to be like, okay, well, I guess we'll, we'll yeah, do we'll, underground. We'll bury. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, I also well, forgot so... to mention what. Oh, go ahead. Huh? Oh, I'm just that I'm sick and oh. hard to talk, and I'm very congested, and that's have... why I sound like this. The and, Rona. Uh, it's not Rona if the government issued tests are to be believed. Um, but uh, I've been sick a bunch of times and I have like blown through a lot of those and I've never gotten one pop. So I don't. Yeah, I don't uh, know. I, I was talking to Brad about tests? it. What's that? Uh, are these the home tests? Yeah, the home tests. Yeah. Okay. I was talking yeah, to Brad about know. it and he said that he was saying that he couldn't get one to pop sticking up his nose. So he like shoved the swab like to the back of his throat and tested that and that was positive what? so i was like oh, okay well i'll try that and you still know, nothing still, still no difference huh. no just a lot of gagging you basically. A separate thing for that. <laughs> <laughs> that seems that seems like uh i don't know it's something went wrong there <laughs> i don't yeah. know if he actually had corona i think he I wanted it so bad he he, he willed the test positive Brad, uh, Brad discovered the Pokemon collectible card game like two days ago, so he's just a lost soul. That's uh, all he buying does packs of oh Jesus Pokemon cards. I was like, that's you don't crazy. realize you can just like buy singles. You can just buy the cards that you want. You don't need to spend hundreds no. of dollars opening packs. I like opening packs. Leave me alone. Yeah, it's fun okay. when it's a surprise. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, what uh, um, were you just about speaking, to say? Speaking of collectible card games, uh. I feel like what uh, Hasbro or Wizards of the Coast or whatever is doing with this magic 30th anniversary. Um, it's one of these news stories that I feel like is pissed enough people off that I've seen it uh, being covered on like outside of the magic ecosystem. You know, because yeah. I feel like most normal people could never tell you like, oh, what, you know, what was the last like pack of foil cards that they released and stuff? It's like, I don't know. They're probably yeah. doing that stuff all the time. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um but so in in Magic the Gathering, they have this thing called the reserved list, which um, I guess, long story short, there's um, all these cards that were, um, you know, like outside of the acceptable power curve, basically, of the game. Um, and mm-hmm. the most famous ones, there's nine cards that includes, you know, like the stuff everyone knows, like Black Lotus and stuff like, stuff like that, you know, and they call those a power nine. Um they had so to maintain value in those cards and things like that like they have said we will these these cards you know you can't play them in normal formats we will never reprint mm-hmm. these cards again because they're too powerful mm-hmm. and all this stuff so that's a big reason why you know those those cards are so valuable is that you know wizards has had a policy forever like we will never print these so yeah if you want to get them you have to buy them for someone else which is how they fetch right. thousands of dollars and stuff like that right okay um so for the 30th anniversary, um, they it, it was like this whole announcement felt like such a bamboozle, right? Because it was like they put out this thing that was like, hey, you know, there's all these like very famous magic cards that are like synonymous with the game of magic that most people that even like don't really play, like uh-huh. know these cards because they're infamous, you know, with uh, Black Lotus being probably the one that most people would would know of that pool. Just because uh-huh. it was, it's like the most valuable card that you read stories about. Like, holy shit, this thing sold for thirty thousand dollars. You know, like a, a ten graded one sold for whatever the hell, right? Um, okay. So uh, they put out this thing that was like, 
like hey you know a lot of people playing the game now like never had the like they weren't playing 30 years ago when these cards were out so they never got the excitement of like opening these like really crazy super rare uh basically unplayable cards so for the 30th anniversary we're doing this thing where we're like reprinting this stuff but they're not they have different card backs and and Mm -hmm. stuff like that they're not legal for tournament play and stuff like that so it was just kind of like the initially it just read like hey we're just doing this fun thing like we're yeah. making these these silly little cards. You can't really do anything with them, but you know, if you want to like participate in the fun of the 30th anniversary and open these things up, and you know, like maybe uh-huh. maybe open something cool, like that would be the experience, right? These cards come in a four pack, so they come in randomized card packs, like any collectible uh-huh. card game, right? Fifteen cards two pack. Um, you buy a box of four of these packs for nine hundred and ninety nine dollars. <laughs> Wow. isn't that crazy <laughs> and you still might not get one of the weird yeah. things that aren't even actually worth anything like yeah because it's like they're they're following normal card pack distribution so like you could open four packs and get cards that you can buy right now for ten dollars and yeah. like playable cards you can buy for ten dollars yeah. you know yeah um so i don't know it's going to be interesting to see how that pans out so that makes the reprints essentially as like rare as the originals in a sense because you can't even use them i guess i mean it's just i don't know it's 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 caused this whole like really strange um sort of like internet discourse surrounding like you know how much is too much for these collectible things right because that that sort of thing has been kind of brewing in the um sports card world for yeah i feel like a last couple years at least you know so if you you guys don't follow the world of sports cards like so um you know my recollection of what you know football and baseball cards and stuff like that it was you know you buy the pack for i don't know what they would have cost in the 80s and 90s a buck or two yeah. maybe you yeah. know get get 10 or 15 cards that just have uh you know players on it like maybe you might get one that was like a foil or something like that you mm-hmm. know that was mm-hmm. like and that was pretty much the extent of it, right? Or like, and you put them in a binder. <laughs> yeah, you put them in a binder, and your mom eventually throws them away, and you get on with yeah. your life, right? Right. Um, but they've, in recent years, um, have have gotten into this like ultra premium kind of like uh, weird world of sports cards, where like some of these packs sell for hundreds of dollars, and the reason for that is you're not just getting normal uh, cardboard like baseball cards anymore you're getting like like that pack might be like a eight card pack and like the first card will be like a slice of someone's jersey in a card with their autograph like their real autograph oh, weird. And like so you're getting weird bonus like yeah and like beyond the, a stick of gum yeah and then the next one might be like uh here's here's like the leather from like the game ball from this like um mm-hmm. you know like important game and and that card is like one of one of eight of that series of it has an actual making... shred of a baseball yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. And like the football one. So they're ruining have... important artifacts well, to I spread mean, them know. through. <laughs> you know, think of how many footballs they would use in a, a you know season and stuff like that. But yeah, you know, like like there'll be stuff like that for you know football, like everything, right? Yeah. Um and it's just I don't know. It's it's and then like maybe your next card will be like a scratch off like redemption code that will be for like a real piece of memorabilia and hmm. And this kind of stuff, you know, so interesting. I kind of I kind of think that the collectible card game world is like watching what's going on over there being like, hey, man, these motherfuckers are able to sell a pack of cards for 400 bucks. Like, what are we doing? 
yeah, and yeah. are trying to come up with like ways to Ooh. position these kind of like uh, ultra premium offerings. Yeah. But what's what's weird to me about like the difference between like the world of magic and the world of sports is like, I, I can, I mean, I don't know. It's hard. I, I, I you know, someone that's not into sports, like it, it, impossible for me to rationalize spending hundreds of dollars on a, a pack of cards, but like, at least I can understand like, oh shit, like that's actually pretty cool. It's like, you know, the, you know, you get a little like, like two inch by two inch square of like a famous player's Jersey. And then mm-hmm. like they autographed it like that. That makes sense. It's like a, this is a bona fide piece of memorabilia beyond, Hey, we're printing cardboard and saying it's valuable, uh-huh. you know? And like magic just like doesn't have an analog to that. Yeah. Which I don't know. is is interesting. Yeah, because because like I said, you know, with the sports card world, you could be like, okay, that's expensive, but I can kind of see why. Whereas yeah. this is just like this is expensive because they said so, you know. Well, how how valuable though too is like a two a two by two square of jersey. <laughs> like, well, you know, but but the thing is, like, so so you might get that card, and they only like maybe they only use like you know a certain square of it. So like that uh-huh. that jersey slice plus that autograph might be like one of six of that series and that's all there are mm-hmm. you know so like that's kind of what what drives the value of these like the extreme scarcity of they can't just print more jerseys that were used during the super bowl or whatever you know uh-huh. like yeah. that kind of stuff yeah. whereas like there's no limit really to the amount of uh 30th anniversary cards that wizards of the coast can print you know like it's well they should probably be um you know jumping on the bandwagon of like gamer girl bathwater or you know <laughs> yeah. farts in jars or whatever you know yeah that is uh people spend a lot of money for that sort of stuff so if you yeah. can get like a, a professional magic player's fart in a jar you know redemption code for a fart in a jar yeah, yeah yeah i could see that so i don't yeah. know we'll see how this one pans out like i have a feeling it's gonna work like all these things where everyone's like oh i can't <laughs> believe they're charging so much money for that and like if you didn't refresh the website at the right second, you couldn't, they're, gonna they're sell sold out. out and they're gone. You know, like that's that always the like, case with this sort of thing is that people are sh- in shock and awe and talking about how silly and stupid it is. And then it turns out that it's like uh, an unmeasurable success. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause, cause you see that in like, you know, uh, I guess the kind of douchey world of streetwear is always about doing like all yeah. these, you know, collaborations and stuff like that. And you know, Supreme thousand dollars for a brick. Well, right. And stuff like that. And everyone's like the whole week ahead of the time between the announcement and going for sale. Everyone's like, I can't believe these motherfuckers. Like what kind of dumb idiots going to buy that? And it's just like, oh, yeah. well, if you blink, you missed it because it's sold out. You know, like, <laughs> so I don't know. It's it's uh, we live in strange times, I guess that I don't I don't know how you you pull back Ooh. from, you know, but I uh, I muted myself hawking a lung into the garbage. Oh well, good thing so you have so a spare Zoom one. might have Zoom might have muted it for me, but I didn't want to take a chance. Who on needs that. who needs two lungs anyway? <laughs> um, I uh, moving on from that. Um, did you see the new Miu Mini update? There's a no. new firmware update. Uh, mm. So when you say firmware update, for, do you mean for base onion. firmware for or onion? Okay, onion update. Onion. So yeah. let me let me hear it. What's what's new and cool in this? I, you know, um, updating it was really no big deal. Like you were making it sound like yeah. it was complicated, but I was like, uh-huh. well, so I actually, this update, so this one was, um, 
it's one of those things like they build they build in an updater thing right where it's like oh are you updating from a previous version do this and if or are you reinstalling fresh do this or whatever um this update they said they changed so many things that they actually recommend doing a full new install of it or whatever which normally isn't a big deal i i did oh, something so now there's wrong. an onion legacy mm-hmm. yeah they changed a lot of like um oh, so i think sort of v4, like four right v, is what you're talking about four. so oh. anyway long story short is that i screwed something up i don't think it needed to be this big a deal but i did screw something up and had to reformat my sd card and basically add all my roms and junk all over again which is just a not that big a deal but it was kind of annoying it was it was much more the previous update was a lot easier and painless i guess but um but anyway it's all done now and it yeah version four um mostly adds a ton of customization type options right like you can um choose like what certain buttons do what and um there's a bunch more themes and uh things like that um nothing super groundbreaking but just like nice quality of life ui stuff i would say um you can like really customize a lot of aspects like if you want it to boot directly into like a certain game system oh or yeah back into right a now. game save or yeah like the you way know. your roms are sorted and like all sorts yeah, of sorting stuff options like naming that. options you know a lot of it, I would dub this like a customization options update, um, which isn't like critical to the, how the, you know, little machine performs or anything like that, but it is some nice quality of life stuff. Um, and I, I keep surprising myself how often I grab this guy still mm -hmm. um, when I want to just like play some games and not really think too hard about it. Um, you just can't beat the MiU mini. So, and well, it's weird too. I think they the stopped analog? making them. What's that? Is it better than the analog for the games that work on both? You probably have to ask Eli. It depends, it depends who you ask and what you care yeah. about. Yeah. Um, what that comes down to. So the, the analog too is like coming into its own in terms of like yes. homebrew stuff or whatever. So yeah. It's so finally the, kind of becoming what everyone hoped it would be. Yeah. That So that retro, I don't remember if it was the retro game core guy or the Fox, one of those prolific YouTubers that's always posting about this kind of yeah. stuff just yeah. very recently did a video on um the where the analog pocket is at right now so um i think the last time we might have talked about this was right when they um sort of announced that uh they were going to start supporting community third party community cores or like opening up yeah. third party developer something on yeah. those lines right and the so they opened the floodgates and like those floodgates have been going uh absolutely ape shit since then and awesome. what's cool about it is that it's like, so I didn't, I didn't really fiddle with it when it first came out because it was like, you know, exactly like how these things always go, where it was like a very manual process to get your, um, you know, get your stuff going and like, you know, download, install. And it didn't like do and, too much right away. Right. Yeah. And also, yeah, it didn't do too. I think they really only had like, uh, I think it was like a NES core or I don't remember what the first one was, but it was like, you know, it was very much like yeah. one of these things where it was like, well, that's neat. I'll, I get to that someday. I don't I really yeah. have an urgent need to fiddle with that right now. Um, but then, you know, fast forward a couple of months and now, God, there's like uh, two different utilities, uh, you know, open source community projects that are like kind of in an arms race with each other as far as like uh, just maximizing quality of life to get all of this stuff installed basically on a double click. You know, like you, yeah. uh, you, you put your SD card in, 
you open this program, you point it to what it is and it just like fucking does nice. everything, man. It's like, yeah. and, and it's smart enough that if you, uh, you know, cause these things are updated all the time. Right. And you just yeah. plug it in do it again. It'll go through and look at everything you have update everything that's out of date and poop it back out. You just put it right back in your thing. And yeah, I haven't fiddled with it, but um, that's, that's been on my short list of, of things to do because um, everything I'm reading about this thing now is like people being like, Holy cow, this, uh, this thing basically launched like a year too early. Like if it would have launched yeah. this way, <laughs> like, like people, <laughs> yeah, people have lost their minds over it. Right. Yeah. But I think a lot of people were really, were like me and that they got like, really excited for this thing um you know we're lucky enough to refresh the website at the exact second to be able to buy one um and then got it and we're like this is okay i guess like it doesn't do a lot of the stuff they said it was gonna do and yeah uh you know but but now that's not the case anymore so So are they manufacturing more like is that supply gonna be a thing i don't know like so they still have not shipped me the dock that i ordered like a year ago or whatever yeah, so yeah, i yeah. would be surprised if the hardware mm. is shipping uh interesting quickly but you know what? so speaking of which the steam deck now i guess you can just order if you're in the united states yeah yeah um they they are in stock and shipping basically uh they're saying deliveries are within a couple of weeks for most places or whatever um so they majorly caught up they released a video about it and showed some of the manufacturing process and stuff and i'm like holy crap like this is like i'm used to like uh gpds like making oh, I know, right? and stuff like that and it's like a yeah, dozen just... people like putting them together and then it shows the steam deck being made and it's like all these crazy automated robots and a huge assembly line and i'm like yeah. oh dang i was like, really not really blown around. away because yeah, <laughs> yeah like you you know like the last one of those videos that i think i saw was um the uh that crix guy that makes the flash cartridges I don't remember what the context of it was. I think it was like, hey, we moved facilities. Like, here's what it looks like now. Or because well, yeah. they were in Ukraine, right? And it was it was seriously like it looked like what you would imagine, like one of these like community driven maker spaces to look like, you know, yeah. just like a <laughs> really small room, like fucking absolutely mm-hmm. packed with like random equipment that you don't know what it does, but it does yeah. something. Yeah. Uh, and it just, you know, looking like 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag, basically. Yeah. As opposed to like Valve's thing, which is like, oh my god, this is a this is like a Steam Deck factory. Yeah, did you make your own factory? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I always thought that was like interesting, like uh, especially crowdfunding something like the WinMax. You got a lot of behind the scenes, like photos and and uh, information or whatever. And um, you know, if you're in China, it's basically like factories are just like there to like rent out for a product like run you know what i mean and then like that might that product might be a totally different electronic product like a a month from after they're done with the current one or whatever like it's just weird how like malleable the whole system is but it's built to be that way so it's like hey for the next three weeks we're going to be producing win maxes so here's all the components you've set them all up you have like your testing process and then like when that's done all the factory people get some new gadget to make or like a phone or a tablet or whatever it's just like i I guess i never really thought about it that way that that's uh, a thing yeah, yeah. But it, so um kind of kind of in- interesting like how deep that rabbit hole goes like the um person like of, of people i know that like one of the guys that has like what i think might be one of the most interesting jobs is um going to china and sourcing factories to make like yeah. non-electronic things like kind of like like uh like souvenir kind of tchotchkes you know oh wow yeah. um 
and and finding these factories that just have like a million people that go over there they like teach them how to make like I don't even know what a good example like like a Native American dream catcher or something like that right so it'd be like <laughs> yeah like a, a factory of 200 people that just do nothing but make dream catchers all day oh that's crazy and <laughs> yeah I was just like man that is that is because you know once you get like so what everyone imagines of China and you know I'm speaking from what he's told me not my personal experience but like yeah um so like your idea of China is those like the Steam Deck video, you know, these like very high tech factories and stuff like that. But for these other things, it's like you kind of go out into like the rural areas a little bit. And it's like, yeah, like nothing you could ever imagine. Just like armies yeah. of people just making like weird crap in these like very old yeah. dilapidated buildings. And yeah, I don't know. It's just like really weird how the economy uh, just like finds these things, I guess. And yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um but anyway, yeah, it's uh, pretty cool that the Steam Deck caught up so much and that um, I guess it makes me feel better knowing, too, that if like mine gets run over by a car or something weird, like you don't have to be like, oh, crap, I have to wait a year to get a replacement mm -hmm. or something um, that you could just like buy one. And they have said like, OK, if this, you know, if all of a sudden a million people are ordering and, and we get backed up again, we might go back to reservations. But yeah. um, it kind of seems like they're probably hit a sweet spot of where they can just manufacture what their people are buying right now um, and go through their stock and, and, you know, have a, have a rein in on their supply chain or whatever. So um, that is pretty cool. And then they also announced um, they've sold over a million and that's, I know that it's surprising. Too. Like that is, that's a pretty big size. What's that? Uh, did they announce that or was that on some like some report from some news site or something? Because I don't know if it was a it was, Valve official yeah, announcement okay. or not. Uh, I think I read it on the, the subreddit or something like that. So it could okay. just be someone talking out their ass. But um, I wouldn't be surprised too to hear like a million like but that's that also puts the Steam Deck like outside of the realm of like a niche device. Mm -hmm. um, that's like it's a full blown thing now. And you maybe it's I always wonder if it's because I pay attention specifically to Steam Deck stuff or not, but it seems like they're all about Steam Deck, right? And like that's like they're almost like their focus right now. Um, and so that makes me think too that a thing is like a success and they're not gonna just suddenly be like, Well, we tried that and we're done. We're gonna go do something else now, as Valve sometimes does. So yeah, yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, I think I mean, it was that good was... to see that. Uh... Oh, sorry, continue. It was like a big, a big concern of mine with this whole Steam Deck thing was it was, you know, yeah. particularly buying like the expensive one, right? It was like, yeah, this is going to be annoying if this turns into like, you know, another like weird niche, like Valve hardware thing where they sell, yeah. you know, 50,000 of them. No developers really care about supporting it outside of like the initial push and it just kind of falls into obscurity. So it's cool that that extremely does not seem to be the case. Yeah, I don't think so. And I think there's for sure going to be a revision two and three and, you know, this is going to be a thing going forward, I think. So, um, pretty awesome. I, I think seeing all hot. these big developers show show their games verified on deck before release yeah. or on release is also helping. Like the Spider-Man yeah. thing still seems like the Spider-Man and I think Final Fantasy VII Remake where they had their big presentation for the game. They actually yeah. said, oh, it's coming to Steam and here it is on the Steam Deck. So that kind of stuff I think is going to help a lot. Well, I think you're also... I think there's like a um a lot of things are intersecting right now too where there's like a lot of um software based advancements that are happening right now with all the new um you know like resolution stuff that you yeah, can FSR. do and RTX stuff or whatever and then i think that will kind of like converge when a new steam deck is coming out that's been out 
you know, the Steam Deck being out for a couple of years gives everyone a chance to like build for it in mind with new games and stuff too. So I think like right now it's really impressive that it's running existing games as well as it does. But I think like going forward, it's going to be easier to make like a pretty gnarly game that works on it because you're like specking for it specifically or building mm -hmm. certain things into it specifically. So it looks amazing on running on something like the deck, um, which I think is really cool. So I think it's like going to start to be like right now we're at a point where like, holy shit, I can't believe God of War works so well on it. Like, wow. Yeah. And it's yeah. going to be like, instead, it's just going to be like, things just work on it. And it would be weird to have stuff not work on it. You know what I mean? Um, I think that's where we're working towards. But uh, I have a hot Steam Deck tip because the the dumb thing I wasted two days doing um, is getting um, the original Doom and Doom mods working on the Steam Deck, which... Um, isn't super difficult because there's a GZ Doom flat pack on the Discovery Store. So there's like a built for Linux, you know, easily downloadable version. The tricky part is getting um, like a mod launcher loaded and working. And, um, you know, on PC, you have like dozens of options for something like that, which basically is just like a quick interface that lets you choose like which version of Doom you want to play and then um, what like mods you want to add. And then it like runs it all for you um there was there's stuff like that built for linux but not necessarily for the deck and the way the decks underlying systems work makes a lot of that stuff tricky it's all kind of built more for somebody that uses windows or whatever and so i actually spent two days because there's people that figure this out when the decks were still like early and so like uh april may june era was people making videos about this sort of thing. Like, look, the deck is brand new. And look, all these Doom mods work on it. Isn't that cool? But then, like, there's been so many updates since then that a lot of that info, I feel like, doesn't apply anymore. And so I'm, like, watching these videos from, like, April on how to do something. And it's, like, not really mm, working yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so there wasn't really a modern updated thing of, like, hey, if you got a Steam Deck now, like, and with all the updates that have come, here's how you do this process. Um and so in my in my uh, deep diving into all this dumb stuff, I actually came across one random comment on Reddit that links to this um, project on GitHub that somebody's been doing, and it's called GZ Deck. So if you're interested in this sort of thing, you can just Google GZ Deck and it'll find GitHub, the GitHub page or whatever. And it's still in beta, but um, it does seem like it's being actively worked on, but it's like a built specifically for the deck, like Doom Mod Launcher. And it's a really slick little interface. And you don't have to do a lot of the weird setting crazy parameters and, um, you know, going into like the nitty gritty, uh, like, uh, infrastructure of the, the deck to get something else to work, which is kind of how you had to do this before. Well, so, so riddle me like, this, do you actually ever intend on playing these or is this just something that you're yeah. rabbit holing on to get set up and then move on to the next thing? Like, it's definitely uh, part of the fun is like getting it to work and then seeing like a mod in action and working right but um no i do play i play these old doom games like brutal doom is always fun and hmm. there's just so many crazy mods like um the doom like mod scene has been like thriving for 30 years and there's just like no an endless supply of like cool shit to check out basically yeah fair um, but yeah i i uh i went through the same process with my win max a couple years ago getting like a doom launcher all set up and stuff like that and um yeah, had some good time. So I was, I was psyched to get that going. But my main hot tip is just to check out GZ Deck and not dick around with any of the old tutorial videos that are out there 
um, trying to get you to to get something else to work on the Steam Deck that's not really meant for it. Because um, this thing so far has been working just fine, and it's exactly what I want. Let you choose whatever Doom mods you want and whatever uh, mods you want, and then you just go. And uh, I think the only tricky part was getting um, controls to work, which you got to kind of remap a lot of stuff and pretend like it's um, using the uh, keyboard and mouse controls, but map to a joystick or whatever, one of those presets. But anyway, yeah, uh, Doom and Doom mods on Steam Deck is a super fun thing that I like. Yeah, I've um, I've fallen out of playing my Steam Deck a little bit since there's been like just so much crap to watch on TV. Um, yeah. Like we are it, seriously in like the thick of it when it comes to like really good the stuff. The thick like, of crap. Um, yeah. I'm like, uh, so let's see. It's like my my TV watching schedule is like it's the Star Wars and or show is really good. The new Beavis and Butthead is really good. Rings uh-huh. of Power has been outstanding. Um, uh, the House of the Dragon I'm really enjoying. Uh, oh. Sister Wives is back on. Oh, um, yes. uh, Ink Master, a reality TV show that I like that they like they co- pause for COVID's back. So Ooh. like, it's like all the stuff that because um, it seemed like like during the summer it was like nothing on TV and I just like would sit around and just play Steam Deck like while some like yeah. random ass thing was on on Netflix. Oh, the Jeffrey Dahmer show on Netflix is really good. Yeah, uh, you've been watching that. Pam oh, yeah. really wants to watch that. She's she likes serial killers. It's uh yeah she would um yeah. it's it's majorly fucked up so Jeff the Jeffrey Dahmer stuff um uh-huh. man we're getting in the weeds on this one but like the uh <laughs> like so you know growing up in the Chicago area uh uh-huh. that was a big deal I mean like so um I very vividly remember um Je- the Jeffrey Dahmer stuff in the early nineties is like the first mm-hmm. like big event that I could kind of remember as a kid um you know like yeah. the first like first like kind of like scary news thing you know it was like oh my god like this guy because we would go up to milwaukee all the time you know like that was yeah. you know when you lived in the chicago area you would kind of like go up to for like camping weekends it's and, like, like a 45 know, just, minute drive or something isn't it yeah yeah depending yeah, yeah hour or two depending on how far south you oh, are okay. but but yeah yeah um yeah. you know not, nothing crazy but it was like the place you would go because there's a lot of a lot of camping a lot of fishing like, yeah you know, so, yeah. so we spent a lot of time up there, you know, it was just like this uh, uh, really weird thing to be like, holy cow, like that city we were going to all the time, like this guy's killed like, like almost two dozen people there and like no one even knew or all yeah. this other stuff. And the um, and, and you know, it was just like so gruesome at the time, too, that it was just like hard to really it was hard to believe the number of people that got killed. And then like when yeah. the details started coming out about like you know, like the cannibalism aspect of it and everything else. It, like, <laughs> honestly, like it felt like it, this couldn't possibly be real, you know? And, yeah. and the show does like a really good job of um, the show actually softens some of the gore of real life, yeah. which I uh, think is uh, the first time that I've noticed that happening in like a true crime thing. Cause usually these, these shows are like almost like gore porn, right? Where it's like, yeah, yeah like yeah. look at you know, look at how how closely we're like mirroring all this, like what happened, all this yeah. blood and all this stuff. But like, they leave a lot of stuff out on this one, probably because it's just like too over the top for people. Yeah, you know, because like I think like a lot of people know like Jeffrey Dahmer, like oh yeah, he killed a lot of people. A lot of them yeah. were like um, you know minorities or or gay people that were otherwise like just outcasts of society, so he didn't ever really get caught because of that because you know it was like the people yeah. who was killing were not missed you know because it's yeah. just kind of sad reality that they just were on the fringe of the world where 
there yeah. wasn't really someone out like caring about where they were, you know? And so yeah. when you vanish, it's like, you don't really notice for a long time. Right. Um, but you know, so everyone knows about the cannibalism stuff and all that, but he, this dude was like actively like doing weird fucked up experiments on people, like trying to like do like, uh, like homebrew lobotomies and like wow. seeing if he can like keep them alive to be like these like docile, like zombies. My and God. they like, they barely touch on that on the sh- in the show and th- that to me uh, was like the really fucked up part it was not it was yeah. not the killing it wasn't the cannibalism it was like the like keeping these people like trapped in an apartment and like experimenting like doing crude experiments on their brain while they're alive and it was just like wow. like truly uh crazy but but yeah really really good show very well done huh. uh extremely creepy uh particularly huh. since it's like real i mean like the um the liberties they take with the show are fairly limited um uh-huh. and and are just kind of like weird little details to kind of just make it a better tv show like the uh um, yeah like so th- this neighbor lady that like called the cops a million times on him like didn't live directly next door she was like the around the corner basically and that's like yeah. the main thing that people are picking on is like oh this is this is not how it happened it's like okay well uh, effectively doesn't matter it's the same yeah (laughs) right but yeah really good extremely creepy if you're looking for something scary to watch for like the halloween season i I highly Mm. recommend the jeffrey dahmer show on netflix is it is it like all available at once or is it yeah yeah all all 10 episodes are just you can binge it in a weekend how many is it 10 i believe oh okay um but yeah it's it's intense i mean like because you know you and the crazy part is like the dude was just like a bad serial killer like he should have been caught so many times but (laughs) it was just like his family was fucked up the family didn't really do anything to help him the the police like didn't care about like stuff going on in the gay community stuff going on in the black community right that and it's just like like seriously just falling between all these cracks that uh, and all these backstops that like should have stopped it like didn't you know and I don't know. It's definitely worth a watch. I I, mm. I highly recommend it. So okay. Well, that's good to know. There's my yeah. weekend sorted out. Yeah. So you don't. Those, so it's, <laughs> that's why you're not playing Steam Deck. Okay. You yeah, can play too. Steam Deck while you're watching that. Yeah, but it's like TV. I want to pay attention to. It's yeah. A problem. No, I like get stuff that. that like what like my jam for playing Steam Deck is like turning on a movie I've seen a million times. Yeah. You know, like like turning on like yeah. the mighty ducks or the sandlot or something like that. I could like, yeah. you know, quote backwards and forwards without even having it on TV. Like that's, that's what I'm yeah. like having on when I play games. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, I think I started, are we, how long have we been recording? I'm not paying attention. I don't know. I didn't, uh, I didn't. Mark I'm starting to fade clock, is what I'm so. getting at. Well, yeah, I think um, before, before I, I think before I fall asleep, because I'm a little sleepy, I just wanted to talk a bit about both the controllers, which. Oh yeah. yeah you're yeah. going to, so Mikhail's going to have a big controller feature thing coming up. And um, yeah. I, they're actually in the process of sending me that game vice flex too. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, if you have somebody visiting or something like that, I can probably find a way to get that to you, but it, pro- <laughs> it won't be anytime soon. But um, I'll be checking that out too. But yeah, you're gonna have like a big controller comparison guide yeah, thing so, going up soon. So yeah, the the thing we do each year with the new like they added Nintendo Switch stuff to iOS 16. Yeah. So I, I I've been testing that out, and uh, I've also been playing a lot with uh, both the Backbone PlayStation Edition and yeah. the Kishi version two. And yeah. I think I'm both of them have a lot of stuff I like, but both of them are also annoying me a bit in some ways. Yeah. 
and uh, when awesome. i uh, like the the backbone controller is really good but that subscription thing i just i just can't deal with that like you can't if i tried uh, like i got my dad's phone and i said let me see what's actually usable without installing the app you can't even take screenshots unless you create an account yeah. and stuff like that so that's yeah. a little annoying but uh, do you know do you know off the top of your head what the subscription fee is i think it's is it like 50 dollars a year, year? Yeah, it's it's fifty a year, I think. So what's what's crazy about the backbone is like it came out for a year, and then after that first year, they came out with the backbone one, which I don't know hardware wise if they updated anything, but that was when they launched a big like subscription service or whatever. Okay. And one of the key selling points of the backbone was its app was super good. Um, it is, but and and you know that a lot of the stuff they let you do like i mean if you're heavy into that sort of stuff i could see paying for the subscription not being a big deal if you're like majorly into you know social sharing clips from call of duty mobile and stuff like that like and you streaming. might care yeah you streaming all that stuff you might care more about those things and and the the um the uh subscription price might not really be a big deal to you but what they actually did is anybody that bought it in that first year and made an account you got automatically upgraded to a lifetime yeah, for, subscriber yeah. and so for my i i have to put myself in check sometimes when i'm like oh the backbone's amazing because i'm not i don't have to pay the subscription and i still get all the features because i was like grandfathered in or whatever yeah. somebody buying a backbone now you have to kind of qualify it and be like hey it's great but also some of the best stuff is locked behind a subscription service so that you yep. got to keep that in yep. mind too and I like that the razor lets me use it with my case because I have the I have the Apple silicon case on my iPhone 11 and yeah. the 12 which I have at home so I hate that I have to remove that each time I want to use the backbone so that's definitely something but uh, yeah you know, they, they're uh, both really good on with, on the whole subscription thing though too like um after using the razor Kishi um and using the razor app uh the app is pretty you bad. realize how bad it is compared to like the backbone app so then you're sort of yeah. like okay well that's where that money's going they're making their app really good and feature rich yeah. and then you look at something that's like yeah you don't have to pay a subscription but also the app is not like it's very bare bones um and i've I've never used the game vice live app but that is supposed to work with the game vice flex and i'm i'm curious to okay. see the app experience with that one too um because you, yeah it sucks you have to pay a subscription but also like when you when you use a free competitor, you realize like how bad the experience can be. So it's, it's maybe in a lot of cases it's worth paying for. Yeah. So, uh, but I think the, I think the razor probably if they do another one, it might really be good because the buttons feel, uh, at least the face buttons feel pretty cheap and clicky compared to the, the backbone, yeah. like the backbone almost feels as good as using the PlayStation controller or, or like switch joy cons. Yeah. So it has that premium feel in the hand. So I don't know. I like I like the the programmable buttons on the Kishi. You know the ones near the the trigger. So those are nice because I hate pressing into the analog sticks when I'm playing any game. So I just map yeah. those over there. But I mean, yeah, yeah I, I got a lot of pro, uh, controller stuff happening next week. So gotta get my camera out and get some nice photographs this weekend to have yeah. everything ready. But yeah, like I I love doing these controller things because like. Even in the even in the reviews which I've done in the Steam Deck stuff, I like bringing everything together. So yeah, it's gonna yeah. be fun next week with with all the controller stuff. So yeah. yeah, those two controllers specifically, and I think those will be the bit the big players in like the iOS controller scene yeah. or whatever. Um, drive me nuts because I want to combine 
the face buttons and everything of the backbone with the awesome triggers yeah. and extra programmable button yeah. the kishi if you can combine those two things because the kishi's triggers are so good they feel amazing yeah. and the backbones are just kind of limp and not as great and i always accidentally um press them when i'm not meaning to and stuff like that so if i could combine those two things i feel like you'd have the perfect controller yeah. but um yeah Anyway, that's cool. Oh, yeah. we'll, we'll, one more thing. We'll... Uh, one more thing about the controller is like when they announced that they were doing a PlayStation thing, it's kind of disappointing that they didn't do symmetric sticks like yeah. every PlayStation controller. I thought so, too. Is. so yeah, yeah, so it's like they, they got the look and they got the buttons nailed, but it, it still isn't a PlayStation controller if it's not symmetric. So that's kind of annoying as way. well. Yeah, and, and if you play remote play, like, you know, for Spider-Man and stuff like that on the PlayStation, you have all the adaptive triggers and the haptic feedback on the PlayStation controller. None of that's here. So it just feels like it's a branded backbone with new buttons it versus is. actually being a PlayStation controller, which is what yeah. they're advertising it as. So And there's no yeah. PlayStation Plus included either. Like, I think the other one has Game Pass included for like a few months. Yeah, There's does. nothing yeah. here as well. So yeah, all these yeah. things... They kind of start piling up. So, yeah. It's basically just white with PlayStation buttons. Yeah. And there's nothing else beyond that to make it yeah. be PlayStation-y, which I guess I can kind of understand because you would have had to, like, come up with new molds yep. to, you know, you yep. have to really change the hardware, which would be expensive. Yeah. But I think that would have been the coolest thing about it is to is to put in some of those, like, PlayStation-specific features. Yeah. And make it really yeah. feel like an authentic, like, PlayStation experience or whatever, so... Maybe down the road, I don't know, but um, I think yeah. just re right, retooling we'll... to fix that would have just been like prohibitively expensive, you know. Like probably, and I can't. I would be curious to see how many numbers these sort of things sell in the first place, because I feel like the controller using mobile gaming community is already kind of niche. Like it's it's grown a lot for things like Call of Duty and stuff and and Diablo, but like I feel like it's like still small potatoes compared well, so to have, everything else have we talked speaking of speaking of which have we talked about the um logitech streaming handheld thing yet we have know. not no so, i think yeah. that was last week so i think i'm I actually think off for this episode i gotta gotta bounce All yeah right, i know buddy. no it's almost well, midnight for you right thanks yeah. for it's actually just midnight <laughs> thanks for stopping right. by good night all right mikhail take it easy bud yeah bye. um yeah. but yeah the the logitech um Logitech streaming through. So it's um, what's confusing to me about this one is that I would think that this thing could be like extremely cheap because like the the magic of the streaming stuff is that like um, it's like okay you're the only processing you're doing on this device is just like decoding the video stream and then yeah. sending your controls up and out right like that's it yeah. yeah and it seems strange to me that the so the MSRP of it correct me if I'm wrong is three hundred and fifty dollars but you can get it for like two fifty right I saw the two fifty number and I thought that was high but well yeah. so the two fifty was like oh use Wario sixty fours uh you know oh, like crazy yeah. launch day coupon code or something right. like that right okay. um that's still just, insanely expensive for a streaming only thing it's it seems really expensive because like you know you can you can get a 64 gig steam deck for 400 bucks and not need well, to fuck around with any of the streaming stuff you know you can also get a very high quality hundred dollar controller for your phone that already has 5g yeah. and yeah, streams things fine which i i feel like who's this for that needs a dedicated um like device that's just for streaming but i don't know i mean i i hear a lot of people even on steam deck and stuff use it 
a lot for like xCloud and stuff like that. So um, maybe streaming or GeForce Now, things like that. But to me, I just feel like you can accomplish the same thing with something you already pretty much own. I don't know why you'd want a dedicated thing for doing that. Which again, Um, unless it was extremely cheap, like, like to me, maybe, yeah, a hundred bucks or something like like that. Yeah. To me, this, this would make, I don't have to drain my phone's battery to game or whatever. Yeah. I can see that. Like what makes the most sense to me is if this thing was like, Hey, you can, if you want to buy it outright, it's a hundred bucks. If you sign up for a year, like prepay for a year of game pass ultimate or whatever, or the Nvidia stuff is free. Yeah. Or, you know, two years or, or whatever else. Right? I think like, the thing that disappointed me when they were teasing it was that um, it was like, here it is, guys, finally a 5G gaming phone. Like they didn't really say phone, but they were talking about it in a sense of like it might be a phone. And I've been waiting for something like a new Xperia play or something like that, like a, a thing that's a, first and foremost a phone, but has really great like hidden controls. And I thought the Xperia play was like, money and and it hasn't been topped yet if you wanted something that has buttons that stay well hidden and um i feel like they could do something so awesome with that nowadays because that was just a very ahead of its time sort of device and idea yeah it doesn't Um, say anything about this thing having cellular on it i'm looking at the specs right now maybe i'm thinking of something else am i thinking of something else snapdragon processor you know like a phone basically uh i I might be thinking something else because they there was definitely something that was a, announced as like it has 5G. It's like the the most, you know, it has a connection of, on its own, which I guess a lot of these things have like Wi-Fi. You might be thinking of the Vita. Wasn't that was like the Vita's gimmick? No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, not 5G, but but, you know, cellular anyway. Um, let um, me see, because uh, I know the. Yeah, so this so this thing that the Logitech G series cloud normal price uh-huh. three hundred and forty nine ninety nine. That's on sale for two hundred ninety nine ninety nine. Yeah, that seems really crazy to me. But um, I don't know. What do I know? I mean, Maybe I, people I just, are, are into this. It's like to, to me, the the cloud streaming thing always kind of seemed like, oh, this is this is how you play these games if you like can't afford these other kind of like gaming things right because it's like very 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 uh accessible you can play on your phone you play it you know on a a, i think you can play the nvidia one through a browser i don't know you know either way you know like you you don't need anything new or fast or anything else and that that to me was the appeal of this and like yeah i don't know i think if you were going to spend this money on this kind of thing like why wouldn't you just buy something better yeah no i I feel the same way. I feel like I'm missing something that there's some sort of market there where people really need this kind of thing, but I don't know. I mean, you know, why, why wouldn't you buy a switch for, you know, what the 300, like the OLED ones. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. So you take into account the MSRP, like not the launch sale, you know, you're talking, this thing is the same price as the OLED switch. Yeah. Um, Which, I I don't know. Seems seems like a big ask. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. Like the switch is kind of long in the tooth, but like, I don't I don't know. Yeah, I feel like the switch should probably come down in price. They'll probably wait until they release like a switch two or something. But um, three fifty. Yeah. I, mean, I or, mean, it's still a great device. It has a huge library, but but you know, even seems like yeah. So so three hundred bucks. Uh, the sale price or, or, you know, effectively just spend, just spending $200 on the switch light. I mean, like this, I don't yeah. know how the switch light doesn't win out like every single time, unless you like 
must play yeah. some of these like PC only games that are that I guess you would get through um like GeForce Now or whatever. I don't know. It's real strange. Yeah. Yeah. Because like when I first heard about this, I think it was way before they announced the price, right? And it was like, yeah, oh fuck, dude, this is gonna be cool because this thing is gonna be like unbelievably cheap and this is going to be how people get into cloud gaming where it's like you know go to GameStop or whatever and it's like hey you can buy you can buy the switch for you know around 300 bucks you can buy an xbox and a playstation for around 500 bucks or you yeah. can get this logitech thing for 50 bucks and be out the door playing games if you got wi-fi at home you're good to go right kind of thing you yeah. know um is there uh did you want to talk about um stadia shutting down that's something that oh, happened yeah. last week that was that um, was high on my list of things to talk about last week before uh the internet died for us ooped yeah um i feel i don't know i have mixed emotions on it because we've been critical of stadia before i think strictly for the fact that it made you rebuy games on like a new mm-hmm. on a different platform instead yeah. of Harnessing games you already own, like GeForce yep. Now or something like that. A hundred percent of my complaint with Stadia was was due to the business model surrounding how you bought and used yeah. content. Yeah, I thought from a technical, you know, the controller was fine. You know, it didn't like wasn't the controller like controller's fine. The tech worked really well. Yeah, the tech worked like um, surprisingly well. Like I, I, yeah. I fiddled like so. Destiny was one of the um, the launch mm-hmm. title and, and i was like oh that's interesting that they're like including kind of a fast-paced first-person shooter as like a yeah a launch game on the streaming right thing. It's like typically those are the games that were like kind of the worst on streaming yeah and it was yeah. i mean god playing in the middle of Pretty fucking good. nowhere tennessee yeah. on right. just a very typical comcast connection was yeah totally acceptable you know like yeah um i don't know yeah i don't I mean, think anybody disputed the fact that tech was good i think it was just the whole idea of it because um so many people already own so many of those games on PC or console right. already that you can't be like, hey, buy you know control for the third time so you can mm-hmm. play it or just buy it by two later or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It was so, yeah, that was that was my thing. It was like and, all and, the games. And hey, it's sixty dollars. It's yeah. not yeah, even yeah. cheaper. You yeah. Know? It was like their entire game library was like shit that you probably already own or got for free yeah. from like some other promotion or whatever else. And right. not only did you have to pay full price for it, but but if you wanted to play at like a higher bit rate or a higher res, I think it was like four K, four K, or I don't remember what you or got, something. Yeah, but it was another ten bucks a month just to access right. the service, you know. And, and that ten bucks a month service wasn't even like Game Pass that came with a bunch of games. Yeah, it, yeah. they tried to integrate that after the fact, but it was way too late. Mm-hmm. Um, and you would get like discounts in the store to rebuy this third version of a game you already owned. It just that whole thing was set to fail. It wasn't really the tech problem. It was like whoever thought up that whole like a business plan i guess of it which is kind of a bummer and then that was one factor against it but then the other factor is just google's history of shutting things down and so the day it launched you know it was a meme that it was like going to shut down any day now you know what i mean and so it's like you're Mm -hmm. sort of set up for failure from that aspect too which i feel like it's so it was kind of annoying seeing a lot of the reactions last week when it was announced it was going to wind down and everyone was like Oh duh! Like saw that coming a mile I told away. You, so. blah, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and it's like, yeah, well, you didn't help by you know, you know, nobody wanted to buy into this system, and kind of rightfully so, because you don't yeah. know when it's going to get pulled out from under you. But um, that's part of the reason why it failed. It's like a catch twenty two, I guess. Yeah, I think that they just kind of really 
position the whole thing wrong like you know so yeah. so if you even if removing how you you bought games and in, in the ten dollar month thing or whatever like yeah. i really think that they fucked up by um like doubling down on like hey this is like a real game platform for gamers yeah. and all this stuff when no, like totally imagine the the difference in like perception reaction to the service it, it was like hey you know we've got um you know 100 million chromebooks in the wild like those mm-hmm. Those laptops cannot, they do not have the GPU to do literally anything other than like do Google right. Docs, but right. like check out this service set, like the streaming thing. Like if you're on Wi-Fi, you can play yeah. full-blown AAA games on these yeah. underpowered Chromebooks that are in, you know, a bazillion people's homes and stuff like that. I think everyone's yeah. been like, oh, wow, that's actually pretty cool. And like, yeah. um, yeah. you know, that's, that's, that's useful and neat. Like my kid can play PC games now and they can just like stream them. Like that's pretty cool. And well, I thought there were, there was like a lot of, um, the tech was so cool. And like some of the promises of like, Oh, you could be watching a YouTube trailer for a game and then click a link and then be playing it in your browser in two seconds or whatever, you know, like stuff like that, the integration with everything else that Google does, like not, not many other companies really have that sort of like reach in different areas Mm -hmm. that they could like put this stuff in. And that never really panned out to be that cool either. But I thought it, like the potential was really neat and the ideas were really neat behind it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, think... it was just such a dumb like membership system, I guess, mm-hmm. that seemed to kill it. So what uh, well, wouldn't surprise me if, if, if at all inside of the next couple of years, if the tech from Stadia reemerges as like this weird like YouTube gaming thing where it's like, yeah, because you know how... So. Um, I don't know if you set this yourself or if the algorithm figures it out, but like when you watch like a gameplay video, you get that little like info block yeah. underneath that's like, oh, this is, uh, you know, God, God of War. And, you know, if you click this button, it'll take you over to the PlayStation store. Or yeah. Yeah. Whatever right. else. Like I could see a very, very, very logical place for Stadia to live being like, you know, hey, you can buy this or you can just try it now in your browser. Yeah. And then like maybe you get some kind of like Pick time form. Yeah, or or you know, like just in in what used to be Stadia, that's now YouTube Gaming or whatever. You can just yeah play it for ten minutes, and after that ten minutes, yeah. it's like, hey, you can pay to keep going. You can buy it on Xbox. Right. You can you know do all this yeah. other stuff that yeah, because that that makes a lot of sense to me. Where it's like one click, ready to go. Like, let me try this thing out. Really yeah. reducing the friction of um, like watching a YouTuber playing a game and playing that game yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. Like that, that yeah, makes a lot I, of sense. I think there's no doubt that technology is going to show up in a lot of different places, um, which is cool, which is good. But I did, it's, I don't know, it's kind of sad. It, it makes me wonder what the hell is the state of Amazon Luna? That's still a thing too, right? Like, do you know anybody that uses that? Well, but that or... was the thing with Stadia too, you know, it was like, yeah. um, you you talk to other developers that had have Stadia games. And they're like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we're not like, not like like changing our lives or anything but we're making money on it you right know, like yeah the, yeah it was making, worth doing yeah yeah it was totally worth doing like you know that's all these different things like you know stadia is making us cash but it yeah. was like i couldn't i mean i i feel that one was new you feel it was yeah. new like but you know if you would have asked me two weeks ago like hey uh do you are you playing stadia games no do you know anyone playing stadia right. games no when was the last time you played a stadia game i don't know when it came yeah. out a real long time ago like it just well, it was all I got sent the hardware because there was like a, a promotion through Verizon. And I got it for free. So I got the yeah. Google Chrome plug-in thing and the, the controller for free. So otherwise, I wouldn't have bought one. And then um, 
the only game I even had on the service was because I got a $10 credit from the same thing that mm-hmm. made Tomb Raider be $5 or something like that. So I was like, okay. well, I'm curious to buy a game and see how it all works and stuff. And $5, I could do, you know, but otherwise I probably wouldn't have bought anything on it. And in the beginning, there was no free stuff. Like they, they that's another thing they added too late was like free things to try um, just to see how it all worked, right? Because it wasn't like, okay, I'm going to sign up for all this junk and get it going and then spend 60 bucks to see if this even works for me or not you know yeah um i thought that was yeah i mean that was that there wasn't a bunch of free games to do yeah to do, so, try so if you remember on live so that the way that yeah. on live worked uh was you could i want to say it was like 30 bucks a month maybe that got you access to a catalog and you know like the games were sort of like walmart budget bin style games you know it was like every uh-huh. warhammer game on the planet and like yeah. other <laughs> you know stuff of that similar tier that's been discounted yeah. a million different times and everything else but yeah. you know like back then it remains you had a ton of stuff you could play if you wanted to yeah and then the other stuff worked on kind of like that time demo system yeah. where it was like you can jump into the game play it for a couple minutes and then yeah you know it was like hey cough up if you want to keep playing as you can literally resume from this exact moment forward if you do yeah and i i don't know that was a, it was a cool system but yeah i, I, I there's so many missteps looking back that i i feel like if i was in charge of that whole project i would have done so many things different but well um the, did you see the the things that came out after the fact of um and you know i never know how serious to take these like posts on like reddit and hacker news and stuff like that and this is all like you know i worked at google and this is what yeah, happened yeah reddit user <laughs> anal destroyer 69 yeah. you know people yeah. always have like crazy usernames that post this kind of stuff right and it's like <laughs> yeah oh i'm a senior product manager at google like let me tell you how the company culture is and um i guess you know it kind of made sense like what, what these different posts were i saw a bunch of them they're all pretty much in alignment that like um the company culture is uh of that in that you uh like you're rewarded by launching things but not necessarily by maintaining things right because you get this Uh like big sexy pop with like the launch of a new product or service or right upgrade or something like that and then you use your participation in that launch as like hey let me let me climb the corporate ladder because i did did so good with the stadium launch or whatever yeah and and if these posts are believed, it's, you know, very little emphasis on like someone being like, Hey, I, I did a real good job maintaining Stadia for yeah. 18 months. Yeah. Like no one cares yeah, yeah. about that. It's like, yeah. Oh man, you know, the marketing surrounding this was great. Like you guys did such a yeah. cool job, like all this kind of stuff, which I guess that could kind of make sense. I could kind of see, I, I almost feel the same way about Apple Arcade where it was mm-hmm. a big team, a big flashy launch, blah, blah, blah. And then it's kind of been on autopilot since then. And it doesn't, the, most of the people that were like the key members of that team are gone now. And um, it just seems like weird that now it's this thing that just exists and it's almost like not even a big deal. I guess mm-hmm. you could say the same thing about Stadia, but Stadia had the unfortunate, not the same positive buzz that Apple Arcade had when it launched. It had immediate criticism yeah. and stuff like that. And there's a lot of people that really don't buy into cloud gaming. Although I that's in the last couple of years, that attitude I think has changed a lot. Yeah, but, a lot. Um, quite a bit. But it, it is kind of sad that they spent two years. I think the people that really bought into Stadia and really liked it and it worked really great for them. I think that number was growing a lot. Like there's some staunch Stadia defenders, right? Because yeah. everybody it's pretty easy to dunk on for a number of reasons. And And there's a lot of people that stepped out of the shadows to be like, no, like I like Stadia. I enjoy it. And, you know, I think that that audience had grown pretty good. They spent two years really building up that like loyal audience. 
um, only to cut the the plug now because it's like I I almost could see if it was like an abject crazy crash and burn failure. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, you're gonna right. pull the plug on this thing, whatever. But it was almost like a low to moderate success in a lot of ways. You would think, right? Yeah, I mean that 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 was that was kind of what was surprising to me. I mean, like I was expecting. Um, you know, with the reaction that people were having to it, that, you know, you talk to developers like, oh, dude, we spent a hundred thousand dollars making a Stadia port and we've made 20 bucks on it kind of thing, you know, but it was like, by and large, everyone had positive things to say about it. It was like the developers that were on it. Yeah. Like they weren't mad about it. The people that played games on it. Yeah. I guess, you know, we're enjoying it or otherwise they wouldn't spend money on it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was just like. I, to, to me, the the unfortunate part of the whole thing was like just how totally out of the blue the shutdown was for people. Like I, yeah, I, the way that Google communicated this just like made literally like absolutely no sense to me because oh, like, dude. you know, I I don't know why if you're gonna make this announcement, like why wouldn't you, uh, like have it internal and be like, hey, we're gonna make this announcement next month. Like everyone that deals with an external partner, like get them on the fucking phone. Yeah. Like we yeah, got to yeah, figure yeah. out a plan to like unroll all these people and, yeah. and everything else. And it, you know, it shouldn't be a surprise to him, but like, God, dude, you were seeing like, like people that, well, so first of all, um, I can't remember can't, the name of the publisher is escaping me right now, but the, the hot wheels unleash people, they yeah. released that fucking game on stadia, like four hours ahead of like Google announcing the stadia <laughs> yeah. was shutting down. Right. Oh yeah. And then, there was like tons of stories of like, our game comes out on stadia next week and I didn't yeah. know this was happening. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah it's like I, I found, yeah, my game comes out in two days and I found out about this from a verge article. Yeah. You know, and this, then like the follow-up to that is like, no awful. one, no one yeah. at Google is responding to my emails and like all this crazy crap. And it's just like, well, that's sort of, know. I think that ties into what I was just saying, where it seems like they had weathered the storm for two years just to pull the plug so suddenly. Mm-hmm. Um, makes me think somebody marched in and was like, shut it all down. Like, shut, what are you guys yeah, doing yeah, here? Like, this yeah, is kill, insane. Shut this whole thing down. Yeah, somebody that hadn't really been following along, somebody at Google that didn't really know the deal. Because I don't think you would try to weather that storm for two years. Um, you probably would have pulled the plug like at least like after a year or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and to see that it was sort of kind of working makes it even weirder that they just so suddenly shut it all down. So, well, yeah, it, it's it a bummer you, for all those people. It makes me wonder if um, they, if they, if that whole thing for them didn't have just some like truly extraordinary costs, you know, like if there were probably like, you know, oh, spreadsheets sure behind to. the scene where it was like, Hey, we paid this developer out like a million dollars over the last two years for people playing this game, but it cost us ten yeah. million dollars yeah. just to like have it hosted or something like that. Yeah, you know? I, I think Google's so big and so much money going around that it's kind of like that too. Where it was like, oh my god, this thing's been going for eighteen months, and we're like five hundred million in the red on it. Why is yeah. this still going? Like, what? Right. Who's in charge of this? You know? Yeah, go shut it down or you know something like that. Like, I could see that scenario um being a reason yeah, that yeah, it was yeah. so sudden but. and and yeah have it have it be like oh well but you know we should give people nine we should give developers notice like no 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 we need to you need to shut this you down know, today. it needs to stop now like <laughs> this is very bad if we need to stop this right now yeah um, i wouldn't be surprised at all if that but was I, you case. know who knows maybe it's just google being google yeah. because i feel like that too has you know, been yeah. a lot of similar services that people really like that seemed like they were making money or you know at yeah. least were I mean, you know, Google Reader, I feel like is like the prime example of this, right? And that 
Yeah. Most people I know used it. I'm so I mad with that. No, I viewed a absolute shitload of ads inside of Google Reader yeah. and like it doesn't make sense to me how like Gmail is still going, but Google right. Reader could not when I yeah. feel like I see the same amount of ads in in both of them. Think of how industry destroying shutting Gmail down would be oh, for so be, many. Oh my God. I mean, That'd be like that, a, a catastrophic. Yeah, event. It, that would be. I mean, I guess although you know, so I do pay for uh the for the whatever like the lowest tier premium version of Gmail is I think is like uh-huh. twenty five bucks a year or something like that. Yeah. So I can have something other than an at gmail.com email address. Right, right. But right. but I totally I mean, God, with reader, I would have paid I would have paid twenty five bucks a year or whatever all day long. Same. No problem. Same. Like it was totally. great. Yeah. So no, I agree. I don't know. Um actually on this, oh shoot, what is it? Um, oh, what was the website? It's Google Graveyard or something like oh, that. Have you ever yeah, seen? I've, I've I've seen these. Yeah. Um, it's uh oh yeah, gcemetery.co. Right, and it's like also, a list. Uh, killedbygoogle.com. <laughs> oh, killed by Google. I haven't looked at that one yet, but this one I found just very fascinating because um, I actually don't think this one doesn't seem to be as up to date. It looks like it kind of stopped updating in 2020 or whatever. Oh, I know so killed by have... Google is there's, 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 it's very up to date. Oh, really? Like, yeah. Um, it is really fascinating though, because you um, like to think of like the things that stand out, like the Google readers and stuff like that, but they're, they've killed so many smaller things that you're like, Oh yeah, Google was doing that for a while. Like, Holy crap. Like I totally forgot about that. Um, that it's just really fascinating to see why they have that reputation. And it's beyond just like a half a dozen really popular things. It's like a few hundred much smaller things and much more ambitious, not just like software programs or anything, but sometimes some of them are like, um, you know, actual like programs that they were running for stuff too, like, uh, YouTube gaming pro or whatever, you know, that sort of stuff that was like, oh yeah, I forgot that that was even a thing that launched because it got shut down so quickly. Yeah, um, it's it's crazy too. I mean, like you know, you, if you look at the the killed by Google website, you know, there's like there's stuff that makes sense, like the Google toolbar. Like, okay, when was the last time you installed Internet Explorer or Firefox toolbar? Right, like right, right, right. But then you've yeah. got services like Google Bookmarks, which you know, much like Google Reader, it was like how much overhead could this possibly yeah. have have been you know using? Like, I just I I I don't know. Google Currents, I forgot about that. That was oh, basically yeah, like Google. Yeah. Google Plus is uh, corpse, and then YouTube Originals. I forgot that was a thing too. I guess that only lasted three months, but that was like a big splashy launch that absolutely yeah. nowhere. Google Cardboard. Um, I thought Google Cardboard. Yeah, Google had... Cardboard was really cool. <laughs> Some, like, what a great potential. idea, right? I know. Like um, I, I imagine like I, I, I could not believe they couldn't make Google Cardboard, or maybe they could make Google Cardboard work, and I just like didn't care because I was just imagining yeah. like, um. You know, including like the little like cardboard viewer thing as like part of the Ikea catalog or something like that. Yeah. It's like, hey, here's totally. this whole catalog. The last page you can pop out to turn into a little and VR throw thing. Throw your phone in it. And, throw your yeah. phone in it. You can see these things in a totally. little virtual room. You know, like, yeah. I, I don't know, yeah. man. That's pretty nuts. Uh, it, it's crazy to scroll through this stuff. Yeah, Killed by Google is way better than the one I was talking about. But um. It's just nuts because it brings back all these memories of like, oh, I remember this was a thing. Yeah. It's like, oh, you YouTube can tell VR it's a failure no when more? you didn't even that's, really notice it was gone. That's surprising. YouTube VR. I, I can't believe they got rid of that. That was, 
yeah. was pretty neat. Yeah. Um, um, anywho, I think uh, I my voice is kind of dying on me here. Oh, so sure. let's yeah, yeah. get things wrapping. Um, RIP to Stadia. Uh, you just burned too brightly for uh, for the world. Um, uh, I started to mention this um, in the beginning. And I think I just faded off into something else. But our, our house is very close to being done. We should be back in. I'm hoping by the end of this month. Um, but that also means uh, a lot of weird things are going on. Like, for instance, I have to have I had to move everything out of the house and into one room so they could refinish the floors and all the bedrooms and, and the living room. And now I have to move everything that I piled into one uh, into our den back into the bedrooms by Monday so that they can lay the floor in that room. And then there's also going to be people installing kitchen cabinets and stuff on Monday and whatever. And so basically my weekend is like moving a, a house full of stuff um back that i just moved like a few weeks ago or whatever but anyway this is all just to say that sometimes things are popping up with this where i have to run to my house or do something or whatever um i'm not sure what our internet situation will be like where i'm staying now i'm not sure what my internet situation will be like when i get home if i get everything hooked back up and good again um so i don't know what our availability will be the next few weeks i'm just kind of preempting that maybe we miss another show or two over the next like month or so um, as I kind of get back into being in a normal home situation again. So I just want to throw that out there just as a uh, heads up, just in case you see a couple missing, a couple gaps in the schedule. Um, but we'll try. I mean, I don't want to not try. We'll see what happens. But last yeah. week showed me that uh, the internet here is not strong enough for two people to be using it once. And um, it's just sort of a, a rare uh sort of like lucky situation this week that um my cousin's not working from home because he had a doctor's appointment so that's why we're recording right now and it seems to be working well so we'll see oh my god we'll see what google next friday brings, but... remember google picasa killed seven years they ago do. i can't believe that even god, see i don't some of these are a little questionable to me because i feel like there are like i don't know if you can say something was killed if like it, it was like a better service that did a similar thing kind of came out yeah. right because they've yeah. got like youtube gaming listed on here but it's like so killed yeah. over three years ago youtube gaming was a video gaming oriented service for app and videos and live streaming but like you can yeah. live stream on youtube right now so i don't understand yeah yeah some of these but not under that header i guess or whatever yeah, I, uh, um no it is weird i mean it's it also goes to show just how gigantic google is how many things they do have yeah, like killing YouTube for Nintendo 3DS. Like, so. Yeah, yeah, like, okay, yeah. <laughs> like, sure. <laughs> um, um, but anyway, uh, yeah, got my spiel out there that uh, hopefully we'll be not missing shows, but just in case, heads up. Um, and that's it. My throat really hurts. I'm going to wrap things up. So thanks again for listening to this week's episode. And it'll, as always, you know how you can help us out by doing... Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Tetracade and uh, doing your Amazon shopping through uh, Tetracade.com forward slash forward slash Amazon, which I've been doing a lot of when I've been buying a bunch of stuff for my house. So yeah, putting money in my own pocket, my own money in my own pocket. Actually, no, go. putting my own money in, in Tetracade's pocket, which wow. I guess is my own. I don't know. It doesn't work that way. But so with that, thanks again for listening. And we'll be back hopefully with another episode of the Tetracade show next week. See ya.